Welcome to the Miskatonic Playhouse and Act 2 of Alpaca in the Sheepfield. I'm T.A. Newman, your host. My team and I will be bringing to life cosmic tales using the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, which contains mature themes, horror, character death, and loss of sanity. Our mystery can be found in the Miskatonic Repository, where people like you and me can write scenarios for others to play. We are proud to have this episode of the Miskatonic Playhouse, sponsored by the Storytelling Collective, who provide an excellent course on scenario writing, which many of the team have taken to help improve their writing skills. We'd also like to thank Sirenscape, whose tools have provided the background sounds that you hear. Last time, our investigators arrived on a Scottish island, home of a legendary Shonok, to get the scoop on a horrific murder before any other press. After making a less than stellar impression with some of the islanders, they visit a sheep farm where a mutilated body was found. And something more. Now it's time to pull back the curtain and roll the dice. Keeper, the stage is yours. Well, there is a dripping of water. And of course, you are fantastic at sound. You know an awful lot about sound. And you hear the distinct sound of water dropping onto metal. Hmm? I can hear that titty. Punk. Yeah. No one else would get this, but you, Bill Novatsky, you know. There's something down there, Bill. I'm gonna um I'm gonna keep the the boom mic there. I'm gonna try and hold it kind of under one arm and with, uh, with an outstretched arm. How far so where the where, where the tight bit comes where I've kind of had my body into, how far is it where then it just drops down? Is it an arm's reach? It's a little too far for you to physically be able to reach in. So you couldn't get like your arm in, but there's a little pathway and then it goes down. And you're just not quite big enough. You would need to dig it out somehow. And it's a fairly big job. There's an awful lot of earth to move here if you wanted to get down there. I am just just because... Um I know Joey's doing filming up top of stuff. I am just going to get my Samsung, uh, my phone with my torch and camera and just get it out. I know I can't get down into the hole, but just hold it out and just kind of... You're recording. Just scan the yeah. the area, just, just just so when we go back, I can say, hey, Joey, there's this. And what do you think we could do with this? Could we, could we get something down there? Yeah, you get that footage. You don't... You basically show that there's more... There's more rock space yeah. through that gap. Okay, so... Um, I will, I think quite excitedly, I'll kind of, you know, pack up my stuff, make sure it's all there, and I'll, you know, ascend back up to Lucas and Joey. And Excellent. Gail, you've been helping Sean on the farm for a good five, ten minutes now. You sort of lost the others. Uh, what are you doing? What is your plan? Do you have any ideas here? How you want to move this forward? 
So Gail is wanting to use the the helping just in order to get a bit of small talk, uh, slow talk with Sean. Um, <laughs> yeah. And one thing that rang odd is that Gail wasn't quite sure what Sean meant by we got an alpaca and thinking, well, there could be a hook in there. So just performing a bit of small talk, uh, what is it you do on this farm? How long have you been farming here? And uh, what did you mean when you said you, you got an alpaca? So in the background, you discovered that Sean is mostly a sheep farmer. Uh, he has a large number of sheep. He shears sheep and he sells wool. The wool is specially prized because West Coast homemade wool that's then turned into a lot of the tartans and other bits and pieces, 100% Scottish wool. He gets a good price for it. And so you know all of this. He does a, a fairly okay trade. And then when he's talked about the apache, he says, well, well, um, I was watching the show, you know, and it said sometimes farmers, what they do is they get an alpaca and they put it in their sheep field and it protects the sheep from predators. So I thought I'll get an alpaca. Well, that sounds like a, a genius idea. But tell me, what predators are you protecting your sheep from on this island? Don't rightly know. Just thought it was a good idea. Have you had... I'll, um, I'll give you a psychology role here, Gail. Okay. Uh, okay. That is an 87 over uh, I'm actually 30. you know what I'll give you a bonus die here because you've, you've, okay. you've asked all the right questions I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be a kind keeper in this instance okay then that is a 77 that still doesn't succeed does it still doesn't succeed over 30 sorry there is something off about this story it doesn't add up but you aren't sure if the reason it doesn't add up is because you're talking to a particularly slow man, or if you've just not understood the details. Well, can I, uh, can I at least see this alpaca? I mean, that'll be uh, worthwhile. I don't think I've ever seen alpaca in a Scottish sheep farm. Uh, I'd be delighted to have a look. Sure. I just head through at the barn. You can see into the paddock over there. So Gail will look at Sean, look at the barn, slowly walk over. So you head into this barn, and uh, the barn is a sheep shearing barn, and um, yeah, you get all the various different tools and the sharp implements of the shearing, and these large packs of just wool everywhere. And in amongst it, there's this giant pile of sheep, and it's been raining, so they're all sort of gathered together. And as you approach it, there's a wooden gate that outlines the other end of the farm, leads out into the paddock. And what you see in this pile of just wool is this head and it comes up and it rears up above all of the other sheep and it looks at you and it goes <laughs> and there's an alpaca Gail will raise an eyebrow it, it is an alpaca excellent yeah. have a little look around in the barn Still not quite sure what Sean's doing with the tractor with machinery. Just having a little look around the barn. Is there anything interesting out of the ordinary in here, or is it just 
a bomb. This appears to be, yeah, this appears to be the place where Sean does his shearing. So uh, there, there's like a, a, a pathway and then the pathway comes in. There's a open space with uh, the various electric blades that allows him to actually shear the sheep. Um, and then they kind of get passed on to another paddock. So it's, it's all set up with various different implements and there's big piles of wool in one corner. Uh, but this time of year, obviously, he isn't shearing sheep, so it's all just sort of put to bed and, and resting. And the, all of the uh, blades are being kept in oil. It looks it's it's the only bit of his farm you've seen so far that looks reasonably well maintained. There's nothing that really stands out as interesting or odd to you at this moment in time. Well, Gail will exit the barn, um, head back to Sean, and say, "Ah, oh, that's a very nice alpaca. Oh, what do you call him? What's his name?" Hmm. Doesn't really have one. You mean you haven't named your alpaca? Oh, you gotta give the alpaca a name. How hmm. else would you recognize it? And then she realizes the stupid <laughs> question that she's just asked. Uh, but, uh, so you've, uh, you've never had any sheep lost to predators at all. You're, you're generally just keeping this alpaca protecting, but you've not lost any sheep otherwise? Well, uh, sometimes they get stuck. They escape, you know. One escaped up on the hill the other day, just a few nights ago. It's annoying. But no, no, no. Well. <laughs> Could call it Seanus. <laughs> you know what I... Yeah, that's a very good name, Sean. Well done. All right, Bill. You are meeting Lucas and Joey as Lucas is standing behind Joey speaking at him just non-stop, explaining exactly what kind of shot he wants Joey to get as Joey slowly does this long panorama and Joey completely ignores everything Lucas is saying. Uh, hey, uh, Lucas, uh, there's, uh, you're going to like this. Uh, uh, Joey, there's going to be some great shots. Uh, uh, look at this, look at this. When I get my phone, I just show them the internal shot. And as I'm showing them the shot on my phone, I'm explaining, I'm just going to say, Look, over here, there was a, the, the little sticky-out rock. There was a little climb down. Instead, there was a cave. You, you can go in. You can go in a bit, and it's, it's very good. Yeah, it's going to be great filmic. Uh, uh, Joey is very creepy, very atmospheric, but it kind of gets that there. You see on the camera there, that, that narrow point there? You can't go further than that, but, but if you look, you can see. It, like, goes in, and then there's, like, a drop down. So, right. Now, hang on, hang on. And then I uh, flick through, and I put up the sound file of the drip. And I, I just really loudly, and I, I get their heads in right close. And I'm like, now, hold, hold. Mm, there, now listen. Joey, Lucas, to your ears, it sounds of completely uninteresting and mundane. It sounds like water has fallen. It's a drip, right? Yeah, yeah, Lucas, it is, absolutely. You want us to film a drip? No. Hold on a sec, let me back up. You want us to, you want us to go down a cave? And film a drip, Joey. Joey, you. I know you know your your your, your angles. You're filming, and I'm never going to question you on that. You know, I know my sound. That, my friend, is not just a drip. That is a drip onto metal. Let me play it right. again. No, no, no. Shh. Let me play it again. Plunk, plunk. Yeah, you hear that? That's the drip on a metal. Like uh, a few years ago, Joey, you remember we did that like uh, that weird like transition in the intro with the music video, and we had all that rain, and it was on the, the the cars and stuff. This, that, the the drip onto metal. This is that. This is that noise. Now, your question right here is obviously, what, what what's this metal? Why why is there a metal in the bottom of a cave? 
unless there's something in there that's been like parked in there, like a machinery or like a car or a tractor or something like that. But uh, it seems a bit seems a bit odd, you know. Uh, it could be anything, mate. It's a quarry. It's a quarry. I mean, I mean, what is it, is it like a cavern? Like, what is it? Somewhere we can get to? I don't. I don't get well, the connection. The, the 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 way in up here, you can't really get to it because it kind of like narrows down into this thing, and then you you know, I I kind of leaned in with the mic and uh, picked up the sound. That that's why. But it, hey, if it's a quarry, there'd be mining. There'd be way ins. Like I reckon somewhere on this hill, there's, there's going to be another way in. Keeper, as as um, Bill, who he completely trusts. I mean, if Bill says there's something here, Lucas is going to be like, great, let's spend a whole bunch of money or a lot of time on trying to figure out what's this. So the way you described it, at least if I'm remembering correctly, we came onto the quarry and there was something weird geographically with it, but it, we just kind of let it go. And now we're on top of a hill. We can see the entire island. This cave has a weird structure as if it was almost pop-up. Can I roll a natural world or something to try to get my bearings on all of these inconsistencies that I'm getting with the geography? Yeah, that sounds perfect. Uh, boy, these just barely made it. Uh, that is a 49 under 50. Sure. Um, at your best guess, something at some point was quarried here. And then the farm's buildings were built inside the quarry which makes a lot of sense because you noted that the wind wasn't very strong inside the quarry. So that's just a good place to build the farm. Okay. Now you're on top of this same hill, which has been cut out of slightly for this quarry, uh, but you're far enough away that it, it's not a case of down this hole is in line with the quarry. You're still way away. These are entirely separate occurrences. Whatever is down this hole is not linked to the farm, at least directly, unless there is some complex internal network of tunnels, which wouldn't necessarily add up. So he's throwing his fingers at Joey, like, Joey, 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 no, I think, I think Bill might be on something, because based on the way that this is structured, whatever, whatever metal this water is dripping on isn't affiliated with the farm. There's just too much, there's too much distance, there's too much history, there's no way it could be, there's something, there's something in that cave. All right, look, you're, you're the one paying the bills, right? Uh, I'll get down in the cave. I can get some light on it, you know, see what's down there. But I'm, I don't know. I'm not convinced myself. You've got an arm for the camera, like um. I mean, I can I can take the the bo I can take the mic off the off the boomstick. You could. I don't know if you can put your camera on that and you can angle it a bit. Hey, are you a gaffer? Are you a gaffer now? You want to put you want to put my expensive camera on the end hey, of your boomstick? Hey, 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 hey! Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm making suggestions here, Joey. I'm I'm trying to make things work here. If it's not for me, it's not for you. It's for the business, yeah, stick, man. Stick to your lane. Stick to your lane, mate. All right. Look, I'll get down there. I'm not putting my camera on the end of that boom, but I'll try and get the best shot I can. All right. Okay. How are you going to get down there? Uh, how did you get down there? I climbed. You want to climb? You want me to hold your hand? I'll stay in my lane. <sighs> Climbing's my lane. Mm, I'm wondering if Joey would trust Bill with his camera, and it's probably going to be a no. Uh, I think Joey's probably just going to go for it and try and squeeze down. Yeah, I mean, it's you're obviously not as athletic as Bill, but it's not particularly difficult to get down to this small hole. And he says to Lucas, he says, we're insured, right? This whole things in short. Oh, yeah. No, I got everything. I got everything. Re yep. No, we're good. We're re-upped. Everything's good to go. Awesome. Work is comp. That's what we want. All right. Uh, yeah. So you get down and just as Bill uh, explained, there's this hole. You get, get your hand into it, but your hand really can't go far enough 
in order to get round the, the whatever sort of bend that exists in this uh, cavern into the whatever chamber it lies beyond it. Uh, can I? Cl- I would have climbed down, followed him to the cave, just to the cave mouth. He's down the thing. I'm just in the cave mouth. Mm-hmm. Can I ask the keeper? Is it so? The sort of where the crack is. Is it like packed earth, or is it rock? Is it movable at all? It's a mixture of packed earth and rock. It's like there's mm-hmm. a large rock sort of collapsed above you, and there are large rocks in it, but it is mm-hmm. earth around there. Um, it's not something that you could dig out in an hour, but it isn't impossible that it could be dug out with the right equipment in some time. Okay. I turn to Bill and I'm saying, like, I, I can't get that shot down there. I mean... Do you think there could be another way in? It's, if, if it's as big as you say in there? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. I, I reckon there's two two options. Option one, you said it, man. Workers top. Is, is Lucas in the cave with us, or is Lucas up the top? Lucas being, yeah, but it's very easy to have a conversation around him. If, if Lucas, if Lucas <laughs> looks like Lucas is distracted, I'll just kind of say, or, or I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll give the code to, to Jay. And just go. Well, you said it, man. You know, workers top. Someone happens to your equipment, you just get new equipment. But I'm just, you could, I'm saying, you know, I got the boomstick. I know I'm not, I'm not saying if you have to, I'm just saying it's an option. But if that's not okay with you, I'm telling you to get that, that, whatever that is in there, it did not come through here, which means there is another way in to wherever that is. This is, this is going to be great footage. Even if we don't find it, just circling this quarry, uh, camera rolling. We're going to find a few other cave masks. Even if we don't get our way in, this is going to be great. Gail's going to love this. It's going to be voiceovers over the top. She's going to do, uh, it's, it's going to be great. Lucas, you're going to love this, right? The, the, the creepy caves, the sounds and the, 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 you know, coming out from the tunnels and then into the light and seeing, seeing the coastal kind of like, uh, sunrise and, and, and the rain and the, 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 the town with the, with the anchor in the distance. No, more of what I was thinking is, and then he repeats all of that that you just said as if that was originally his idea. <laughs> um, the Sean said a sheep came up here. Gray clouds begin rolling in and the rain starts to get a little heavier. Oh, that's that storm coming in, guys. We might want to get back to the anchor. Yeah. Are we, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to go back now? You don't want a quick, quick run round? What, in this? Oh, come on. I mean, less than... Six hours ago, a guy exploded like 30 feet from here. No, I really don't want to be out here when it's raining and stormy. Let's come back when our equipment is safe and we have pure visibility, yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're the boss. It's almost like he's reaffirming, like, yeah, I am. Sure am. (laughs) The three of you make your way back down to the farm where Gail is uh, engaged in conversation with Sean. And the, the five of you end up sort of standing around as the rain begins falling a little harder. Um... Right, well, um, yeah, uh, I'll see ya. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Uh, it's a pleasure talking to you. Uh, where's Marcus with the car? Yeah, Marcus is, uh, sitting in his red reliant robin and he's waving. I love Marcus. As we walk back over to the car, I'll lean into the others and say, is it just you or is everybody here too friendly? Just getting that feeling. And I, well, it's island culture, right? They're friendlier well, out here in nowhere, Mansfield. What was it that Marcus said? Cole wasn't an islander. He wasn't an island man. Hmm. He was cheating at cards. It's something they wouldn't do. I said, no, it's just getting a vibe from these people. I mean, the sooner we can find out what's going on here with the murder and 
as soon as we get our story enough, I think I'll be happy after the assignment. I mean, he would... He, he got himself an alpaca to keep off predators. Well, he said there are no predators. Why did he get himself an alpaca? He didn't even have a name for the alpaca. I mean, what sort of psycho doesn't name their alpaca? <laughs> hey, are you feeling all right? This this feels a little uh, personal here. Like they're just nice people, you know. There are okay. nice people in the world. Uh, I'll be. I I think I need a gin and a G and T in me. I don't mind at least. Uh, Man, you, you you've never been to San Francisco. Like everybody there is just nice. Yeah. This this is small nice island nice. People want to do nice things for things and you know buy alpacas because it's. I mean, what the hell else are you going to do? You live out here, huh? Where do you even get an alpaca from? They're not native to this island, are they? No, but... He had to have one shipped over, right? Well, as I said, sooner we're off this island, the better. Let's just get going and get us get us a story. I do quickly shout back to Sean and just kind of jog up to him quickly. And just go, uh, Mr. McCain, uh, do you mind, like, um, I like to get out and run and stuff and, you know, small island and that. Are you would you are you okay if I kind of ran the track and whatever? Is are you okay with that? I didn't want to come on your land without uh without asking first. Oh no, no worries at all. You know, just just stay at the paddock is probably best for the animals. But no, no, right to Rome. You know, you can go anywhere in Scotland. All right. Well, well, thank you very much, Mr. McCain. Uh, have a lovely rest of the day. I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give you uh, just a little psychology check here, uh, Bill. I just want to see there's. There's been an awful lot of talk about Mr. McCain. Let's see if you can find something interesting about him here. Oh, okay. So I've got 49 over 40. So I'm going to use some luck. Bravo. There's um, there's a vacancy behind Sean's eyes. And it's there's no malevolence. There's no lying. But it's like there's something missing there. It is a little odd. And you can't pinpoint what it is. But yeah, there's something happened to Sean. Does he sound normal? Listening is my thing. And listening, like, this psychology, the way he speaks, the words he's saying, does he sound? Is that where I'm hearing this? Yeah. It's, that's, all of that is, it's, all of that is coalescing into this idea mm. that something happens to Sean. Okay. Okay. Well, when I run back over, <laughs> I will, um, I won't say anything while we're in the car with Marcus, actually. Uh, hey, Marcus, before you take us back to the anchor, where did Cole live? Oh, he lived, uh, he lived in the, the flat above Jim's. Is that in this direction? Oh, ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, it's it's just been the corner from the anchor. I'll point it to you when we finish. Wait, so I just want to make sure I'm understanding my geography correct here, Marcus. He lives next to the anchor, so he left the anchor last night after cheating at cards and somehow ended up all the way out here? Do you know why he would have come out here? That's a good point. I'm not sure. Um, no, I don't, really. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's on a tourist path. You can walk from Dalbray and you can walk around the island. And so it's not like he was, you know, somewhere crazy. He was on the path. But uh, no, it's no one his way home or anything. Uh, he's going to like shoulder check Gail. It's like I was going to be a copper. As he feels like he's brilliant at the moment. Gail said this before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Lucas is fine. So agrees. 
cool. And yet, Marcus uh, drops you off uh, outside the anchor, and then uh, just drops himself off. He points out there's um, like a, a house just on the edge of the harbour, and he says, "Well, yeah, Jim lives there." And then Cole lifts above him. Uh, Jim, I think he's working down on the harbour. So uh, yeah, he was the the man who was in the anchor earlier when you were talking to Carol. Uh, the guy sitting on his own. Aye, aye. In the soup. Yeah, yeah. He's a fisherman. He's a nice guy. Jim's lovely. And you are standing outside the anchor in the, uh, what is now almost certainly pouring rain. Just to check quickly, was um, was Marcus going to ask his mom, Liv, to get some pictures? Or was he going to collect them and bring them to us? Or were we going to go to them? You did ask him to bring you some photos. So let's say that he has them now. Okay. Uh, you guys head into the anchor. You shake off. Carol's giving you all a look, but brings you a round of uh, gin and tonics, was it? Uh, another triple vodka for me. Yeah. Please, Carol. Uh, Thank you. A couple of drinks each. And then, yeah, uh, Marcus on his phone, he shows you a number of pictures. Uh, they're mostly... Um, the pictures of the Shonix that you're seeing here are waves in the ocean, uh, some recognisably mm -hmm. from uh, the beach on Dalbray, some including houses of Dalbray. The uh, houses in Dalbray are... Uh, they're all very colourful. And you see all these different shots where the sea is really prominent and there is sort of, the way it's done is there's a face within the waves and mm -hmm. the shonach is the face within the waves. And it shows you these things. It says, yeah, so it's, it's a wee tradition we have here in the island. My mum loves this stuff. You know, she sells tat with the shonach on it. And people here, you know, they celebrate it. And uh, they'll sometimes use his name. It's just—it's meant to be like a, a protective spirit of the island. And we pour beer into the ocean every midsummer. Carol's normally the one who actually leads it, and she sort of nods every year because it's the the innkeeper, obviously, who offers the beer to Shona. It's a lovely wee ceremony, but uh, I don't know. It's just—it's—it's it's all fun and games, you know. Marcus, I um. I accidentally, I, I misinterpreted a, a thing, a saying earlier, and I I said, I thought it was a nice thing. I, I thought, you know, I, I, I said, uh, Shanak, uh, take you. Oh. That's, that's a, is that a bad thing? Did, I, it's, uh, it's a bit like telling something to fuck off. Right. right. Uh, yeah. See why, uh, yeah. yeah. So, is there a nice local greeting kind of high? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, thanks. Thanks, Marcus. Uh, hi. Yeah, Marcus, these pictures, even if you sent them to us, they wouldn't come out very well. But if there's any chance, I can go around to your ma's house. And, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, come see mom. Come see you later. Uh, I'm, I'm heading off for tea now, but maybe I'll catch you all later in the pub and we can chat a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Mum's making tea, you know. Uh, and then Carol uh, sort of giving you, an, there's an awful lot of like, she's clearly very experienced in having told someone off in the morning and shouted at them and then having served them food in the afternoon. So she gives you, there's an awful lot of like, very pointed putting down of plates and slamming down of drinks and it's all done very efficiently. But she's clearly not impressed by the four of you as the triple vodka and the gin and tonics and the rest arrive. Can I just check quickly, what time of day is it? Yeah, it's getting on. It's uh, probably around four or five o'clock now. 
Great. And what day is it? Uh, it is Saturday. Saturday. So I, I say to Carol, I'm like, all right, so this place must get pretty heaving on Saturday if it's the if it's the only pub on the island, right? Um, later. Uh, sometimes. I mean, it's off season, so there's there's probably only you know a hundred people in town right now, so it's not that busy. Uh, uh, Joey's really disappointed. He wants a bit of a party vibe. We. Uh, d- d- what about the your fishermen? Are they? Uh... Aye. They all swing in here at the end of a end of the trawl. Aye, sometimes. Uh, a lot of them are out right now, obviously, but they, when the days they're in, they often get their tea here, you know. I'm like the mum of the entire island sometimes. I bet you are. And and are they? do you think they're going to be coming in today? I mean, it's a big day, right? Some boats have gone out? Uh, there's a few boats out. I, I think most of them are probably no coming in tonight. Oh. It's good, a good fishing weather out there. Mm. Okay, okay. Gail's going to be keeping quite quiet because obviously uh, Gail is part of the reason (laughs) that Carol is not particularly pleased uh, with the group. Uh, I think Gail wants to to keep an eye on Carol and just just see whether she's, whether there's more behind the anger than just the the dislike from the argument earlier. Like you're trying to assess her behaviour or? Yeah, because sometimes you think if, uh, they, we've been out of the way. We're customers. You think they might, she might have diffused the situation in her mind if it was a because it, it sounded like a, when we first insulted her, it was very much a case of oh well, we're, we're new to the island. We're insinuating this thing about coal. Um, oh well, she might think well, okay, they've now gone off. I can calm myself down, have a think about it. But she's still angry with us few hours later she's holding a grudge is this something that we think might be her naturally yeah. or is it there's a reason she's holding a grudge for us psychology is probably what we're looking at there isn't it that is a 41 over 30 but i have 70 luck so i'm going to spend oh, nice. luck. you definitely upset her earlier you feel like the moment you really set her off when you said woman to woman like you you insinuated a level of misogyny and that that what she said about that being the mum of the island like you were asking her to turn against her own and so she is particularly upset with you she clearly thinks of you as this fancy mainlander and she's very unimpressed by everything that you are and you you've really gotten off the wrong uh the wrong end here but that being said she is someone who will still feed you Again, there yeah. is a very maternal vibe to what's going on. So she's angry at you. She, some might say she is disappointed. However, oh, you disappointed mom. Yeah. However, she will still feed you. And tell you when it's bedtime. Of course. <laughs> In that case, I, I think Gail is going to almost sheepishly just accept the food, the mothering that, that Carol is giving. And I think we'll probably see a bit, a bit more of a, a show of appreciation from Gail to try and curry favour again. With Carol kind of yeah, being the mum of the island and uh, yeah, she's she's the hub of information as well, Bill's going to try his luck and try and play on that mum of the island kind of persona. And just and, and it's January, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, and he's going to kind of... Um, is, is there a fire going or anything like that? Because if not, that's what he's going to kind of lean on and kind yeah, of... Definitely there's a fire. There is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's gonna. He's, he's there. They're sitting at the table and whatever. But he's gonna say. He's gonna say. Um, uh, Carol. Um, I I know it's a pain, but I'm, I'm feeling a bit cold. Do, do, do you mind if we 
like just, just pick up our things and move over to the fire. I know it's a pain, but I'd, I'd appreciate it so much. I just, I just feel a bit cold. And I, I, you put on such a nice place for us here, and the, the fire's amazing, but I didn't want to make more of a mess uh, for you. Hi, um, hi, go on yourself. Oh, that'd be great. And 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 hey, you know, uh, you were talking about the guys earlier. The the, I know there was a thing, a kerfuffle with the the cards, but uh, forget that. But I was wondering who who are the guys? I, you you make them sound really lovely. I, I wouldn't mind throwing down some cards with them and getting to know them a bit better. You, I mean, everybody here just seems uh, so nice. Oh, uh, that's a charm. Oh, I hope you stick this, Landy. Oh. 11 out of 25. Yes. Come on. Bill, it's all those pumpkin lattes. They've really put him in a sharp <laughs> state of mind. Oh, did he? Oh, no, no, don't worry. Just get yourself close to the fire. No, well, yeah. Look, Cole's friend, who was is Jim. So mm -hmm. if you want your story, you probably need to talk to Jim. I think he's doing the harbour this evening, working on his boat. Um, they're the ones who were, you know, having a wee bit of a palava last night. Right. So, thank you, Carol. That is, uh, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate the, the, your hospitality and the way you're looking after us. Um, so, you say he's working on his boat, so he's not actually out at sea. He's in the harbour, but on his boat. Ah, I think so. Hold on. And she just leans out the window. Ah, he's at the harbour. Small towns. Small town. Small and, and look. Lovely people. Uh, Carol, thank you very much. Thank you. And then I'll just kind of, yeah, turn and look at the group a bit like. So as Lucas is like begrudgingly picking up his stuff to relocate because he still doesn't understand why he can fill the fire just fine from where he is. <laughs> as he's picking up stuff, he does. Yeah, Lucas, you're not too warm. Yeah, I'm like, why are we moving? I'm just, I'm not arguing with people tonight. I'm tired. But he has like his little notebook going and it has like number one with a circle. Find weird metal sound coming inside cave. Number two, talk to Jim. Number three, break into Cole's apartment. And he's like folding that over and he's moving over to the table. And now he's like cooking next to the fire. All right. Uh, it is uh, the, the world is your oyster party. Uh, please feel free to tell me what your next move is. I suppose quietly we talk, we lean in a little bit. Yeah, Carol's wandered into the back. He'll show everyone his action plan list. <laughs> <laughs> What's this uh, metal sound that you found? Oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. So he just shakes his head and he's just like, You gotta listen, Gail. You listen real good. I can't find it and then. Huh? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> huh? These, the, uh, I mean, these guys know it's uh, that is. Um, uh, that that sounds like a drip, and it is a drip, but it's not just a drip. It's dri it's a drip dripping directly onto a metal surface, like a like a there's a there's a radius and implosion there, and it's, it's an explosion rather, and it it is it is on two metal, uh, uh, unmistakable, unmistakable. Which is sorry, the weird thing is is that that was taken inside a little uh, cave mouth uh, with an extension kind of going in, couldn't get too far. And then there's like a drop down further into the cave. And I was just recording sounds, you know, getting spooky, whatever, whatever, whatever. And and that's where the sound came from, from inside the hillside, where the body was, where the quarry is, where the farm is. Not connected to the farm, it's you know, too far, but, but 
There is metal in them there hills, son. That's definitely something we should have a, a little look at. Do you think a sheep uh, could fit through those cracks? Yeah. An alpaca. Maybe. An alpaca. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, which one's an alpaca? Is that the... Looks like a camel kind of thing, is that? That's the long neck one. No, mm. it's not the lamel. No, not the llama, but the, the alpaca. Maybe it's the alpaca tight. Hey. Hey. And Joey looks really smug and just like... <laughs> sits back. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Should we try to talk to Jim tonight? I, I, she says he would typically come in, but his friend was also blown up or torn apart or whatever a few hours ago. Should we go to him? The reaction we got from Carol when we tried to talk about Cole, I, I think it's better to talk to Jim away from here. I think it's safer for us. Maybe he was the last person to see him alive. Mm -hmm. And if he's been working all day, we hey, we uh, tell him we're going to buy him a beer, buy him a dinner. It's, uh, you know, he's... I'm working all day. These are nice people, Gail. As you said, they're nice people. Hey, um, speaking of nice people, uh, Sean, McCain, the farmer, um, there's something uh, not right about him. Did you did you pick up on that? Did you see that? He was. He seemed nice enough. He was uh, very enthusiastic about his llama, but he was yeah, he was a bit cagey to. Why he got the alpaca? There was something, but uh, I'm not sure. I wasn't quite sure. Um, I, I just I heard it in his voice, and I, I saw it in his eyes. There was like a like a glaze or like a, 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 a hollowness, you know. Like we're talking to each other now, and we can like you can see, and you're engaged in eyes, and the, you know the rhythm, the pace, and whatever. But to him, it's like this and this. They weren't in conjunction with one another i'm just if i was editing him that would not be the end result is what i'm saying i wonder whether anyone else is like that on this godforsaken rock i mean it could be trauma response right he did just walk into a guy that was torn into 74 pieces on his land i mean maybe a shock yeah 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 no i, I absolutely I, I don't mean to talk the guy down uh he seemed nice um yeah, but, yeah, no, sorry, Lucas, I didn't mean that. Oh, no, no offense, his, his, his speed was infuriating for me. I just said it might be great for viewers. No, 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 no issues whatsoever. But should we go talk to Jim now, away from her? The sort of shock that means he goes and finds the sheep first before he tells the police. <gasps> That's what he said to us. I People missed People do funny that. things. Oh! He, he seemed like a very black and white kind of guy. Uh, he went out looking for his sheep. There's a body, or there's multiple pieces of a body. I better find my sheep and then report this. It does have a slight unusual rhythm to it. Guys, out of game, Bridget completely missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much for bringing Seven. that up, Stu, because out of game, Bridget missed that. Like when you're saying it, I was like, he damn sure did go get the sheep before he called the cops. Huh. Don't worry. In a, in a minute, someone's going to say alpaca, and Bill's going to go, what? what? There's a what? There's a what? Where? <laughs> uh, you you guys think we go and speak to Jim? I say we speak to Jim. Oh, gotta go outside again. We've only just got back to the pub. Oh, okay. Joey picks up the the heavy camera again, and yeah, uh, Joey, you you struggle to get the um, the waterproof on over the camera. Uh, oh, but yeah, yeah it's, it's much better protected now, and you sort of head on out. Um, did any of you bring an umbrella? Uh, Gail's got her 
uh, favorite PVC raincoat with built-in charger and music system, but no umbrella. Excellent. That's the right move. You don't want an umbrella on the west coast of Scotland. There's too much wind. Bill, will take a minute. Um, is there? Is there? You know, like in some pubs, there's like a tr- traditional massive mirror, but nobody really knows why. Is there one in here? Sure. Uh, Bill will take a minute just going up and just kind of, just kind of, you know, just out of the rain, just restyling his hair a little bit, just, yeah, and when he's kind of there, just to kind of zip right up and making sure his clothes are all kind of sorted, making sure his straps are all aligned in the right kind of lines and everything for the equipment he's carrying, and then then he's ready to go. Awesome. You head out into the rain, and um, again, it's that, it's, it's twilight, getting dark now, um, but uh, as you head on out into the pouring rain, you do find a man down at the harbour. Just, uh, just basically the other side of the road. It's, again, very small town, and it's uh, got these big stone embankments either side, which protects the harbour from the wind. And there's a man just working on a boat, just quietly, uh, seems to be doing some repair work. He's got a, a peppered uh, black and white beard. He's got a big, big uh, bright overcoat on and he's hammering away at this boat doing some kind of repair work. You're not exactly sure. As you all approach, he looks up and he sighs. You'll be the, uh, you'll be the press then. Uh, yeah, you, you could have introduced yourself to us earlier. <sighs> Aye. Uh, our condolences for the loss of your friend. I know this must be a tough day for you. Can I get you to sign? As he's whipping out one of those sheets of paper. He does have them as sheet, sheet protectors. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> take, he takes it. I, Jim Shaw, I declare I mistake. I, yeah, I mean, I'll give you five minutes. Um, oh, he's out of the way. He's going to let Gail do what Gail does. So, uh, and we're here down on the harbour front of the town and with Jim Shaw. Now, Jim, you were a friend of the deceased, so I believe. Aye. And you were one of the last people to see uh, Cole alive before he was brutally torn apart by person or persons or animals unknown. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's... I don't know what happened, to be honest with you, but it was it was something. Um, I Cole and I were... We were playing cards. Uh, we got into a bit of a fight. I argued that you that you can't have two queens of diamonds in one deck. He argued that he could. It, he got a bit high. You know, the thing is, you know, I, play, I played cards quite a bit. I didn't mind, you know. It's, you know, it's a way to pass time. Uh, but, yeah, I know he stormed out, screaming and hollering that he hated it here, he hated us, he was in a right mood. He'd had a few drinks, you know, and then he ran off. Uh, he ran off at one of the tourist paths. Um, yeah, and the next morning he was, yeah, he was, he was gone. Can you remember exactly what he said about hating this island, hating this place? Was there anything particular that stood out in his phraseology? Uh, Give me, um, I'll take a persuade, I think. Persuade. I've only got ten in that. Would you, would you I will accept, accept charm, charm yes. Yes. Forty-eight under thirty-five. Nice. It was, I mean, 
something like, you're all a bunch of arseholes, I hope you're rot in hell. And then he's and then he bumped into Carol and he shoved her over and that's when she she, she broke her arm. And then she screamed something at him. Um yeah. What did she scream at him? And Gail's starting to think she might have an idea of what it was. Uh it's it's this thing you see on the island. She'll never take you. Mm. Um Yeah. No, um, yeah. It's like a local saying. It basically just means, you know, bugger off. Was uh, Carol one for local sayings? Talking about the Shona? Was that uh, uh, Carol particularly interested in um, that? Uh, yeah, I guess. She, she does the. I mean, we all say it, to be honest with you. I don't. It doesn't, it's, it, it doesn't mean anything. It's like an old. No, don't. I forget I said it. I forget I said it. It doesn't matter. No, not not a problem at all. And uh, we, we've heard some actually fascinating tales about the, uh, the the Midsummer Festival. Was Cole involved in that at all? Did he used to come along and throw the beer in the harbour with you as well? I mean, as the last last summer festival, the two of us got absolutely lamposted, like just off our faces. <laughs> uh, no, but no, we didn't need it. It was it's it's like. Um, it's like a, oh, it's it's lovely. It's a whole day. The community comes together. We do. We make make the beer and we drink and we have a lot. It's it's a good good community day, you know. And all everyone makes sure they're in off the sea, and it's it's good, you know. Well, there you have it. A friendly town with a friendly festival, with a not so friendly altercation that led to a man's death. The tourist path. You, you said he went to the tourist path. Surely, as a, an angry man, he'd, he'd go home. What, what led him out there? I mean, it's not. It's no unheard of. You know, he likes. You know, he had his moments, had his frustrations, I guess, sometimes, and sometimes he went on a wandering. You know, it's not crazy out of character or anything for him to go a walking around the island. It takes about an hour, and he's normally cold off by the time he gets home. No, it's. Uh... And he, uh, he would have been up to the McCain farm, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, McCain. It's, it's friend where of yours the body well. was um, found. I'm sorry. I, I, um, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't mean to. I know you need it for your your TV or whatever. But I'm gonna. I'm just gonna head back. To, I'm sorry. I'm gonna head back. So he starts taking off the microphone, hands it back to you, and he starts heading back to the boat. Um, you see, just as he kind of heads off, a little tear rolled down his face. Yeah. This is a very sad, very sad man. Listening to him, did he completely sound genuine? Um, psychology. Uh, you can all have a psychology role here because you're all paying a very large yeah. amount of attention to this man. About 85 out of 10. That is, oh. Joey, you do not know. 94. Over 30. 43 out of 40, so I'm going to use some luck. None of you, none of, none of the, most of you can't really place it. It's a sad man who seems very upset and you are genuinely taken by what he's saying and how he's saying it. And to you, it's a fairly genuine thing. Uh, Bill, we'll go a little bit further. Um, 
the way his voice cracked uh, mm. at odd moments uh, and the way he structured his sentence, the way he took breaths, that is a man who is struggling to keep control of his emotions. That that's genuine. That's that's genuine grief. Did we? Was there any way to kind of was was that grief as in the grief of this is my best friend or this is the grief of this is my partner or is it too, is it too hard to kind of distinguish distinguish between the two? With, with a normal success, I'm going to give you no more than that. Hmm. His um his room was uh the top door there, still locked. He points at uh, this building, and there's a lower front door and a higher front door. He points at the higher one, just by the harbor. And it's it's not locked? Everyone's so nice here. Why would you lock your doors? Everyone's too nice here. All the more reason right. to lock your doors. Uh, thank you, Jim. And again, uh, our condolences. Hi. And Luke's going to start heading that way. Jim, you, you, you'd be around for a beer in the, uh, the ankle later, or maybe just... You know, uh, lonely on the island. You know, need a shoulder to cry on. We we we, we care as much as we're in front of the camera. Is Gail? We're all behind the camera. You know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Lucas is buying. Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> Game changer. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll see you there later. Uh, thanks, Jim. Uh, Jim gets back to uh, working on his boat. Um, the hammering is uh, aggressive. Yeah, we're going to head over to Jim's apartment. I mean, uh, yeah, to Jim's apartment. Uh, Lucas is going to say as, you know, they're making their ways, like, it's interesting. I, I, I recognize and I appreciate the fact that he's grieving, but he intentionally shut down the second Gail started talking about that farm. Anybody else catch that? That was the moment that he had had enough the second yeah. we started talking about the McCain farm? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely a subject people don't want to be touching on here. That there seems to be a lot of unsaid on this island, and maybe it's because everybody knows everybody's business anyway. But there's something unsaid. I, I hope that maybe, I don't know, Cole made notes or kept a journal or a diary. Might have something at least. A video diary would be uh, <laughs> ideal. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way up these uh, little stone steps. There's a metal banister leading to a slightly rickety uh, black front door that could use a lick of paint. And mm -hmm. as you uh, open it, it kind of gives a little bit and it just pulls. So the bottom corner is not quite hung properly. And you open up into this uh, small one bed studio flat. What's our first impressions of the, of the flat? Has it been kept well? Is it a bit of a mess? It doesn't smell very good in here. It's the smell of bachelor man who doesn't mm. do enough washing. Uh, the windows are closed and sealed tight with that plastic stuff that some people use instead of double glazing. The first thing I think probably that Joey would be probably the most aware of is there's a large amount of paraphernalia from Glasgow, which is the nearby city. Uh, so there's a, the local football team is called Rangers, this big blue flag, and there's uh, lots of paraphernalia just a vaguely Glaswegian things sort of nailed or stuck to the wall in a variety of different ways uh, there's like gig tickets and there's all bits and pieces of a life spent of very actively in a city and as you look around the room and explore a little bit you discover uh, a large collection of knives some erotic comics that have just been left around generally this is a very 
bachelor young man home and I assume the four of you are exploring it so if you do so I'd like spot hiddens from everyone okay would you need a spot hidden to see a computer like a like a PC uh, there is not a computer okay I got 60 bang on 60 I'm gonna do it zero zero four that's a four right yes yeah, yeah. bravo 50 under 65 yeah and 35 under 60 here. Okay, um, lots of success there. So let's talk a little bit about what we find and what we don't find. The first thing we really notice is that if you could have looked through the paraphernalia from Glasgow, there's a map of the city and there's lots of different points. Uh, there's notes, there's poems about Glasgow. And there's a, like the overwhelming evidence here is uh, Glasgow is some kind of love or obsession. It is uh, so many things, keepsakes from the city all barreled in and then anything he could get his hands on that reminded him of Glasgow also ended up here. And the, you guys mostly get caught up in that. But Bill, you take a step and you get just an odd creak from a floorboard. Hmm. And so you bend down and you pull it up board wasn't attached and as you reach in you pull out a large wad of cash and a fairly large bag of white powder joey's eyes light up <laughs> lucas is like are we not filming this what's happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah are we filming this well we need to be filming this <laughs> Joey's oh, like, like uh, uh, <laughs> sec, I'll, I'll put him back in the thing i'll put the board back um um get, right uh, yeah right because okay. you have more shock when you pull up the cocaine, just like uh, more. Do we, yeah. okay. do we have to film the cocaine? And uh, yeah, J <laughs> Joey, uh, come on! I got, uh, three. No one. Uh, uh, Joey's two. like, okay, with a heavy sigh. <laughs> so, with the evidence of drugs in this room, does this prove that this is in fact a gangland murder of the drug cartels of the small Scottish outer islands? Is it a drug fiend deal gone wrong? Maybe this is flour or sugar? <laughs> what do you think, Bill? Yeah, uh, I think he's rubbing it yeah, on his yeah. gums. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think it's definitely what we think it is. And um, I think, uh, whew, I think, um, yeah, I, I, I think there's something else going on here that uh, we might not have uh, mentioned first. Uh, Bill's not used to being in front of the camera, so he just rambles and like, hands it over to Gal. I, I think we just uh, don't know. It's the, it could be... Uh, it's just drugs. And hands it over and then walks out of shot. Gail holds up the bag to the, the camera and, and in, in her best uh, accusative documentary tone. Uh, this is definitely a sign of a seedy criminal underworld here in this small village. Maybe this is why everyone's so overly friendly. If everyone's high on the coke, well, this reporter vows to get to the bottom of this. Cut the camera. <laughs> oh my god. I told you this was going to be worth your time, didn't I? I told every single one of you it was going to be worth your time. This is the scoop I'm looking for, Lucas. You're absolutely right. I really appreciate it. There's no paranormal stuff here. It's just drug trafficking. That's what we've got here. That's all right. All right. That's a scoop. That's a scoop I can get behind. There is a thing. Um, there is a thing brewing in. Uh, I think we're all thinking it, but everyone here is so nice. Yeah? Like, everyone here is so nice. They love this place. He 
didn't. He loved Glasgow. He obviously wasn't a nice guy with his gambling and his fighting and his cheating. And he's got drugs and all kinds. Of, he is a thorn in this community side. He is a drain on this community. I'm just saying. If so do you, you think were, the community killed him? Well, if you got to rip a man apart like that, I mean, you can't do that on your own. Maybe it was like five or six people or... Uh, or they got boat equipment. They got those knives and things and the, the fishing gear. And, and then there's the alpaca farm and well, although the sheep farm with the alpaca, you know, uh, they, they could be with the fish equipment and the, the farm equipment. They could have ripped in apart and they're all in it together for the community, you know. Thank you for joining us for the second episode of The Alpaca in the Sheepfield. And we hope you'll join us next time for the final act. And thanks to our sponsors, The Storytelling Collective, about which you can find out more on our website at miskatonicplayhouse.com. You can also find us on social media with links found in the show notes. Until next time, when the curtain rises again.